Pints and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. You've given up. Yeah. I ha- oh, honey, I gave up weeks ago. I've been given up. Oh, you've been given up. Yeah, please. I'm Hal Lublin, your house. Wait. Oh, that's good. No, keep it. And I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation in your blouse, Danielle Radford. That's where my titties go. <laughs> <laughs> and the Kelkvatine dream, Lindsay Kelk. Aww. Aww. Isn't that nice? It's made me sad. I, but yeah, look, I, well, I, I, I'm so confused by all of that stuff. So we'll, we'll just not. Yeah. That's, that's why I haven't been talking about it on the pod, because I think a couple of people have wondered why we haven't covered it. It's just like there's nothing new to cover. And that's the kind of story where it's like, I'm really going to need like a reputable news team to act journalists to deal with this before mm-hmm. uh, it lands on our fucking shoulders, because that is that's not right. what we do. That's right. We are not. Uh, we are not vice over. We are here. not vice. We do not. Like I, I'm really gonna need like an actual journalist to like get us through this. Yes. And not one that is actually on WWE's payroll. But they try and convince you they're not on their payroll by when they show them on screen, noting the other outlets for which they work. Like, which is a great new thing they're doing. Oh, Pat McAfee of the Pat McAfee Show interesting that's where he's off anyway sorry it's like i don't work for screen junkies even though i'm doing this podcast everything is stupid anyway we should talk more about sure let's talk about nxt they had their latest takeover this week it was in your house Mm -hmm. and before we talk about any of the wrestling which is both uh second third and fourth place to the number one story coming out of in your house which is the return of todd pettengill (laughs) who turned from uh a, a nerdier guy. I mean, he wasn't Sean Mooney. Sean Mooney was like the nerdiest guy. But he was like Todd Pettengill. He was kind of like a little like early 90s kind of dweeb. Hey, everybody. This is Todd Pettengill. And we are just days away from having a house party that would make kid and play jealous. This Sunday, as the doors to our house remain temporarily closed, the superstars of NXT take over your house with an event 25 years in the making. Will Tommaso Ciampa be able to evict Karrion Cross? Can Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai dethrone the Queen? And with all the lights turned on, the spotlight shines on an undisputed dream in the first ever NXT Backlot Brawl. All these and more knocking on the door Sunday as we take over in your house. Todd Pettengill was the person we had in the UK. So Ted, Todd yeah. Pettengill has hosted the UK. I don't know if it was UK specific, but he hosted the show mm. that we got in England. Yeah. So it, I like I had a huge crush on Todd Pettengill when I was a small oh, child. Sure. Okay, let's go ahead and hear more about this. Yeah, no, because yeah. I was a, a terrible person who was like, he's so cute. I, I come from the Joey McIntyre school of crushes. Yes, so, okay. yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. The yes, more sir. pathetic of a human that looks like when you brought him home to meet your mom, he might 
cry, the mm-hmm. more attracted I was to him as a preteen. To see him now, he looks like the husband on Real Housewives <laughs> that has the most questionable job. And they're just like, oh, he's in real estate. Everyone in Real Housewives. Oh. I mean, let's not talk about PK. But mm. yeah, what I see where you're shipping? going. He works in <laughs> yeah. shipping. He works for mm. Vandalay Industries. That's where yeah. he works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Todd. I thought Todd did great work. I really he appreciated Todd and his big DJ energy, like big local radio DJ energy. Real glad you yeah. ended that with a J. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's not the kind of energy that I was getting I am, from I am Todd. just, look, we had to have a serious episode and I didn't get to get all my dick talk out. So I guess we're doing it now. <laughs> There's always room. There's always I mean, room. Yeah. There's always room for dick talk. There's always room for, for that D, J. Uh, that is Todd Pettengill. Yeah, the entire framing device of keeping it in the '90s was great, mm-hmm. including the the sponsor bits. I mean, that was I was in high school when a lot of that was happening, and I would when there was a pay per view because we had a black box. Don't tell anybody. I would get a huge. I would make huge cold cut sandwiches, and I would eat like like something Jughead would make. Oh, you dagwood it? Uh, yeah, I would dagwood a sandwich. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> But it was all roast beef, corned beef, and turkey and ham. That's it. That's so There's no Philly. like lettuce, Jesus. no maybe some tomato, <laughs> and then uh, and then a bunch of Doritos. I would make like two of them when I watch. I don't. I wonder why I have to lose weight now. Uh, I mean, I'm I just not surprised watch. now about learning about the eating the horse poop. That's what I'm understanding. <laughs> Uh, this is now all is coming really together. Like, you know, don't knock it till you try I mean, it. It's like I've eaten my delicious, incredibly healthy protein fueled sandwich, and now I'm going to follow up with some poop. Like, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> that sandwich is a you gift from God. It's like when a dog has to eat uh, grass to help his digestive <laughs> yes. system. Yes, it's like, well, that was a delicious <laughs> entire turkey. Now I'm going to go eat when half the When you see me scoot my butt across the lawn, you know I'm done. That's how you can tell. I would actually pay money to do that. Let's make that a stretch yeah, goal for this go. year's drive. Like, I want to do Exactly. This. But, I mean, but, back to wrestling, I guess. Whatever. Uh, yes. I do. I mean, that's the shit that we love about Southpaw and all that stuff. And it's like, I... That's the kind of nostalgia that I like, not the kind of nostalgia mm-hmm. that's, hey, remember these people that you really liked back then? Uh, they can't do any of that shit now, but they here, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is usually how it works now. So if you're going to go like that's the kind of nostalgia that I'm into where it's like, oh, man, like you really like you took me back to all of this like stuff. Like I, I want them to do the two thousands where it's all like lugs ads and I want them yep. to do, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's great. Uh, that is, that is, you know, I'm, I'm a very theatrical human. Uh, uh, that's the kind of stuff that hooks me, man. Like that's what I love about, that's what I love about wrestling. Or one of the things is that you can do things like that and it's not questioned. Uh, you can do a tongue in cheek or whatever, but like, we'll fucking believe anything, man. We're like, <laughs> Uh, for like, what's his name? An anchor man. Like, just put it in front of us on a prompter, and we'll say it or believe it. We don't. We're not asking questions. You know, uh, I didn't realize. So when they were talking about the online stuff, and they showed DX at the at the old like compact tower uh, mm-hmm. computer, I did not realize that the road dog Brian Armstrong had accidentally knocked Santa Claus off of his roof and killed him. And is now slowly turning into Santa Claus because that's what's in the contract. And then by this Christmas, he'll be crotch chopping toys to all of the little children around the world. If Road Dog is in charge of Christmas, then like maybe this is a good year to call off Christmas because he's in charge of NXT now. And it's like not my favorite. 
So like mm. you've already you've already ruined so many things I love, Road Dog. Please don't ruin Christmas. Like well, please don't do that. Timeline. Every wrestler becomes Santa Claus, right? Like, yeah. You just wait long enough. I mean, Mick Foley 90s. literally has his name down. Like he literally yeah. has his name down. Like I want you to try an exercise with me. I want you to imagine okay. that you're a child in bed, and it's December twenty fourth. It's late at night. On it. And there's a snowfall out the window. Oh. It's very quiet, and you hear like a. And then it's something light landing on the roof, and then you hear Your ass better call somebody. Thanks. And that's when that's you know trauma. that Christmas has arrived. But someone has to bring up Rudolph. Like, you can't let Rudolph go in cold. He's their biggest star. He was the main attraction. True. It's true. He does the have his own dog song. Santa Claus. The red nose Rudolph the reindeer. Are you saying that... Uh, Name me Blitzen. any of them that aren't fucking Cupid and Vixen and Donner. Blitzen. Okay. I want to say Dash, but I also Dasher, like Dasher. There we go. Comet, that's Cupid, also Donner, a wrestler. That's because you have to sing the song. Yeah. <laughs> you know Dasher and Dancer. No, nigga, I don't know Dasher and Dancer. I know Rudolph. <laughs> uh. You remember Prancer you met at the family reunion last year? Oh, was he the one that kept asking if we were sure we were cousins? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was asking a lot of uh, a lot of his female cousins that. <laughs> That's, anyway, he's not wearing his loose sweatpants anymore, so should be okay. He's been seeing a doctor. You know there was wrestling at that show too. No, no. Yeah. Uh, Io Shirai won the NXT Women's Championship after jumping. She She left off the house. She jumped up off the house. Io Shirai looking to do some dancing on the ceiling. The genius of the sky. No way. Josie Judas, Mamma Mia. Jumped off a house. Jumped off the house. She won the belt in your house. Oh my god, it's like she's in the house. It was a great match. She was great. It was. And I even liked the ending, which is so unlike me these days. But I really liked the ending. I thought everyone looked good. Obviously, Charlotte was never going to get pinned because Charlotte will never get pinned again, ever, as long as she lives. Um, No. Rhea still looks strong because it took two of them to hold her down and she can yes. come off saying that she's like oh so she had to hold me in a figure eight and you had to pin me at the same time yep. just to beat me so i think as long as they push that angle she still looks great um and then eo got to win the belt which was well deserved and fantastic so i i liked it yay NXT, man, they just really, uh you know we can make fun of uh ho 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 dog or whatever but for the most part, they have been getting it right since what, like 20 fucking 14, 2013. Mm-hmm. I, rem- and I I distinctly remember when I first moved to L.A. and I was living with two uh, two other marks and trying to convince them that women's wrestling is good now. And they were like, shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aww. I love those days. I remember them. They were great. Wait, no, that was last week. No. OK. 
Oh, we'll get to oh, that. we'll get to AEW shortly. Um, <laughs> But the, the the great thing is that not only do the women close the show, but they open the show as well. Mm-hmm. Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox picking up a victory over Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. That was a great opener. Like, the opener was great. Great They're, opener. Yeah, super fun. One, good stuff in the middle. One might call it yeah. the Dagwood. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm, like a big sandwich with seedless rye on either side. And then rare roast beef, uh, turkey, mm-hmm. ham, and corned beef. And then some tomato on top, and, and that's it. Nice. That's all you need. That's it. You had a big Minute Maid pink lemonade to drink <laughs> on the side with it. Oh, because you need the sweetness to counteract the, the, the saltiness of the meat. Yeah. That and also works. a little bit of the yeah. tart and the brightness, too. Yeah, see that's you. right. Cuts through. See? Cuts through. That's why you don't need, any more con- <laughs> don't need any more Look, condiments. <laughs> I've, I've read salt, acid, stuff, and heat. <laughs> I've seen an Instagram post about it and in these these days that we live in that's all you have to do now no, so it. as long as you've read and possibly shared an Instagram post you are an expert on everything and therefore Danielle and I are now chefs not, so, not even perfect. an expert sometimes it also makes you a hero <laughs> This is true. This is true. Oh, it's such a great time to it's such a great yeah. time to be alive. Like oh, really? so Stephanie, great. Are you fucking kidding me, Stephanie? <sighs> Rele- so Stephanie released that thing that's like it's not enough to just say stuff. It's not enough to just uh, to just put out a statement. You have to actually do something. And then she referenced Martin Luther King's letter from a Birmingham jail, and I was like, all right, I see you. And then she kept talking about how WWE is going to do something. I think she maybe she- never mentioned what that something is. She so just had Britney on her workout mix. And like was like, I love that song. It's an underrated Britney deep cut. Like, let's just tell people to do something. And then she just didn't. But she told them to. Yeah, but she told them to. So she thinks that's enough. I have a question. Yes. Is it, is it about wrestling? Because I'm not talking about that today. <laughs> it is. It's about, it's about wrestling, but in a larger sense, it's about mm-hmm. all of us. The the Hollywood backlot brawl, which saw Adam Cole retain his NXT championship over Velveteen Dream and saw was it Kyle O'Reilly and and uh fucking Roderick Strong thrown into a Roddy trunk by Dexter and, Loomis. And uh, Bobby Fish were kidnapped Fish. by Dexter That's Loomis. Right. Is, uh, Kyle O'Reilly is still in Hollywood filming That's, his movie. I always mix up the two of them. I can't remember who is who. Fair. Yeah. Can't remember. But was that bad? I don't think it was good. <laughs> So my issue was that Regal made that big deal about it when they were planning, when he agreed to the match and agreed to Adam Cole's terms over Zoom, which was adorable. Um, And then he was like, right, I I agree. We have to do this match and I will find a venue that is like enough and uh, suitable for both of your spectacular talents and the importance Mm. of this championship. And then the venue that he found was a car park. Like, I, what? Like, you said you were going to find, like, a a very important, a special venue. You guys are in parking lots, like, literally every week. Someone's getting kidnapped. Cars are getting blown up. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm going to find somewhere worthy of the championship. I'm like, out back. It's out back. You just out back. You just go around. Yeah, we already we already paid for a day's worth of parking, so the lot is empty. Took the for shine us. off. That did take the shine off. I it made me sad because if that's Dream's last match, which is the rumor, is that he's going up. There's a rumor that he's going up or over or down. Like it's one of the three. Um, but if that if that was his last, now it sounds like a neutral match. milk hotel song. <laughs> it's up, over, or down. Um, if it was one of those, like. If it was his last match, then that, that fucking sucks because it's dumb. Like, he's a brilliant wrestler and I wanted him in a ring having a brilliant wrestling match with Adam Cole. And instead I've got, oh, did someone call an Uber? 
No, fuck no. Fuck no. That made me so mad. That made me so no Road Dog called a fucking Uber. (laughs) Same as Road Dog sent Tegan over with a pizza. Well here's the thing. He they meant to call an audible and someone just couldn't hear (laughs) someone heard Uber. Somebody call for an Uber? Maybe out of cold, they're trying to get away from this NXT Championship match. Well, do you remember the original Hollywood backlot brawl? It's not a good match. No, I know. So it's like, why would you do it again? They're two great in-ring performers. They didn't need this. Yeah, I know someone loved it. I know. You know who? It's... There's like three men in the Say back who were punching name. at a computer going like, I don't even think that was a bit. I think that's the computer that Shawn Michaels still uses. Like, I don't think okay. that was a bit. <laughs> oh, uh, Keith Lee beat Johnny Gargano to retain the North American Championship in a very good match. Yep. They told a very good story. Yes. And they're both very good. And they're very good boys who I love as if they were my children. <laughs> they are very good boys. They are very good boys. I feel like I'm older enough than both of them that I can be like, I wish I was your father. Because I would praise both of you and you would, we would go to McDonald's afterwards. That's Aww. nice. Johnny wouldn't and eat, though. Have, Johnny might have like one burger without the bun. I know. That's all well, he, Keith can and have it would whatever kill he him wants. inside because he no, wants Keith, that yeah. McFlurry so bad. Like he wants oh, it so bad. Keith would order fries and he would know to order extra fries because he'd be yeah. like, I know I should only get a small, but I should get a medium because Johnny's not going to eat That's like right. order fries, but he's going to eat some of my fries. Aww. Yeah. And he'd get nuggets with his because he doesn't like them as much, but he knows that Johnny does, but Johnny won't order them. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna get more, just a small of order of nuggies. Yeah, nuggies, like nuggies for Johnny. Nugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nuggies for Johnny. <laughs> Which will be my next novel. Please look look yeah. out for that. <laughs> I just am wondering like what every wrestler's McDonald's order would be. Like I just Ooh. feel like that's a whole episode in and of itself where we just wonder what everyone would order. Okay, but no, let's 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 delve into this. Um, uh, I think that Triple H is a go to the Jack in the Box and eat Jack in the Box tacos, man. Oh Could yeah, be. probably is. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. I think I think Damian Priest goes to Chipotle, but he only gets bowls. Oh, bowls on bowls. Nice. Well, we already know. We already know that uh, what's his name, Sexy Bald Wolf, only eats bowls. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, just going back to Damian Priest for a second. He so he. Uh, lost to uh, he did he lost to Finn I, I yeah. cannot point think, my dick I, all I can think of is point at my dick uh, he lost to point <laughs> my dick Bala he lost to, to dink, dick, dick pointer Magoo I really did enjoy Finn's uh, briefs I just want to put that in the lovely metallic blue sure. he wore them again this week's episode and they were a lovely pant well done yeah it was a full turtle head in that match and then <laughs> he at the end they did the thing where he's doing like his, his finger guns but then Damien Priest was doing his archer of infamy but they cut like before he finished it, so they had to use it in packages on on NXT uh, the next day. And then now, I guess, is Damian Priest a face? Did they turn him face in that match? But it's also, so hard to know now Finn is like a tweener because Finn's, Damian Priest became like the good guy in camp. The, I feel the, like Finn's the been a tweener was, though, right? Like Since he came back, because he like kicked Johnny in the face when Johnny yeah. was still a yeah. face. I feel like Johnny's. Uh, Finn's role now is to be Johnny's there for Johnny. It's almost like punk adjacent without going, okay. I hate the management part. 
Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, I'm here for me and I'm the best and I'm going to win, but without having to call Triple H Paul because that shit's not going to fly anymore. Yes. Do you uh, think he'll, you he'll, know. he'll have to lean more into the heel side of it against Keith yes, Lee? Because now he's yeah, Cameron he'd Grimes. Yeah, he'd have to. I genuinely thought he was going to kill Cameron Grimes. He just looked fucking pissed. <laughs> uh, and I just, when he did his coup de grace at the end, I'm like, oh, he is high. The coup de grace Ugh. scares me often. It's good. And it, it's, I know that he's it, talented, yeah. but it's also. It requires him to be so controlled. It requires so, yes. so much I don't of him. like it. No, I know. I, I like know. The 1916 or whatever yeah, it's called but it's is, like, is way I, better I, for me. Whenever he does it, when he clearly hates, oh no, no I'm, I'm projecting. But like when it looks like he's pissed off, it looks like he's going to kill him. Could we turn the Finn, hear me out, the Finn-Keith yep. Lee match into a Johnny Gargano on a pole match? Um, if only so that I could watch Keith Lee carry Johnny Gargano around yeah. like a little backpack. Like a little koala. <laughs> it was the cutest yeah. thing when he had yep. Candace and Johnny on him a couple of weeks back. And it was like he was carrying baby koalas. It was it, that might have been one of my happiest moments. <laughs> like It was just yeah. like, I want that. I want I want that for me. I, and it wouldn't be first person who gets Johnny Gargano off the pole wins. I think you have to like throw Johnny Gargano at your opponent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like dodgeball, you, like but dodgeball, yeah, you, but with Johnny Gargano. Like dodgeball, yeah. but with. Johnny or alternately, Gargano. Keith Lee could stand in the middle of the ring with a big tray of nuggies, and whoever uh, eats the nuggies first loses. Because Finn's, not eating, Finn's not eating the nuggies, no, and Johnny wants either. the nuggies, but he can't have the nuggies. And Keith's probably yep. like, "I love nuggies," so Finn. it's like, who's gonna break? <laughs> and maybe like, there's some unbreaded nuggies for Finn, because like then it's just protein. No, the mm. only thing he orders at McDonald's is McShaker salads. He somehow gets them off of like a secret <laughs> menu now because they don't make them anymore. He's like, "I'd like a salad in a cup." And then, if he yeah. walked into a McDonald's, he would gain five pounds. He's going yeah. to Chipotle and saying, "Can I have a chicken breast?" And then running for the door, <laughs> running. <laughs> he gets diet. He gets diet coke, and that's his once a week treat. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. he's being so naughty. He hides oh. it in the corner and doesn't let anybody see what he's doing. <laughs> So naughty. <laughs> no one can know about my secret. Um, Gargano and Larray got their win back on NXT by by uh, beating Lee and, and Yim. I love the finish to this. It was like so super heel, super face, super heel. I enjoy the storyline. I don't know if this is the blow off. If it is, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. Like let him move on to other things. Let everybody move on to other things. Yeah. But I mean, they're so it's so entertaining and they're all so good. It right. just makes me happy to see good people doing good things together and getting time to do them. I agree with you. Like if they decided to do this and like this was the end of this uh, storyline, I would rather them do this than have it go on too long because we mm-hmm. always know that they come back and revisit stuff. Um, so this will be done again in like a year or two years. And I would like it if that when it comes back, our last memory of it wasn't it started out great and then petered out and then kept going for two months afterwards. Agreed. I would like yeah. it to be like, oh, shit, I love that run. It ended on a great note. I would love to see what they do now with whatever it is they're doing with their characters. In a nuts based <laughs> world, um, sure. both the boot and uh, and the uh, chicken based snack. I would like to see what that looks like because, you know, there's so many matches where I'm like, these two people are great and they do great work, but I don't want to fucking see it ever again. I'm done. You ruined it. Nug life born, nug life bred. <laughs> <laughs> and when I eat, I eat nugs. Nugs um, in, nugs out. <laughs> nugs in, nugs out. 
I'm Nino. Everybody knows that about me. <laughs> uh, Dakota Kai beat Casey Catanzaro, which was a really fun match. I thought Casey looked great. Yeah, and Casey she looked. may... She may be coming up later on in the three count. Oh, I don't know. interesting. I don't know. I might be bringing her up again. I do feel like she has she won a match since she came back. I don't think she has. No. Right. I think they might be no. punishing her a little bit for taking her time off because they were pushing her so hard when she first signed up. They thought they were getting an easy to sell crossover star and then she and got also there's the ricochet yes and she got hurt that one time and then was like no i'm out and that was always very murky like there was no real clear announcement she just it was all rumor and people's reporting yeah. that she was done and then she just disappeared for a long time and then she was just back again i hope that it's good because i liked her a lot when i talked to her i liked her a lot she's really smart i did think that the match didn't feel like even if she hasn't won that, that didn't feel like a punishment match. That felt like Dakota Kai needed the win to sort of get maintain her heat after losing on I Sunday. I worry in the um, uh, Ruby Riot sense, you know? Mm. It's like you were away and now you're back and we're going to punish you for a while by you're going to lose a bunch of matches. We're just going to keep trotting you out to lose stuff. There's a whole bunch of people behind those barriers, you know, if you wanted someone yeah. to get beat. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm speculating because um, she was gone and now she's back. Uh, I like her a lot. I hope they're going to do something fun. But also, like, she's young and she has, you know, miles to go. And yeah. a ton of upsides. A yes. lot of yeah. upsides. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The other big news, El Hijo de Fantasma is no more. His name is Santos Escobar. Yeah. And he's been abducting everybody. And yes. Drake Maverick, your ass is grass. So we saw <laughs> and he's a lawnmower. Oh, we saw that. So we thought, saw the thing. Um, Triple H addressed the Drake Maverick of it all, um, and and he did say that like, hey, he was actually fired, but we gave him the option of staying in the tournament, and then he turned it into something good, and then we decided to use it as a storyline. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he also said lots of companies had to fire people just to stay afloat because of Corona, and they were in the same position, which is bullshit. It is um, not true. But you know, none of, none of what comes out that man's mouth. In character or as, in, as uh, whatever the fuck he is of WCOO, I'm like I don't, I just don't believe any of it. But please continue. I, I, I have rage. Right, but so I wanted to bring that up because I know that that's been something that people have been talking about. So like, yeah, he did address it. It has been acknowledged. <sighs> I guess take that as you goddamn will. Well, if you want to talk about it more, we have a place for that. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord, the Holy Four. And you can find <laughs> the links to those in our show notes. When we come back, we're going to talk a little WWE, a little AEW, and a lot about this great sandwich I used to eat when I was a kid. <laughs> That's coming up next on Tights and Fights. I wonder what it's called. We are the host of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin. Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to 14 precious gemstones all around this big, beautiful blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh, let's say starting at episode 101 on. Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic, so there's no clues in those episodes no no not at all the better ones the good ones clues ahoy listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence 
Laugh if you must, but mainly get all the great clues. My brother, my brother, and me. It's an advice show, kind of, but a treasure hunt, mainly. Anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps. My brother, my brother, and me. The hunt is on. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk. So much stuff happening on the main roster that we're not going to really talk about. There's not much to say. Um, Sorry. No, there's one thing I would like to say, and that that is, I believe, all WWE Women's Championships and currently the AEW Women's Championships are on non-white women, which is mm. pretty great. That's true. Like, I do want to say that. Thank you very much, because that was what I was going to talk about. Thank right. You. I don't even know if they knew they did it, but I'm like, they did do it. Don't. Why would you tell them? <laughs> I know. They'll have changed it by Sunday. Yeah. It's well, fine. Well, no, you said it, so now it's in the universe. Yeah, exactly. yeah it'll be done. Uh, this goes up on Saturday. You're right. It will be done tomorrow. Uh, but we will have had a glorious couple of days. Yeah. I, that felt good. That felt like a good thing. We have, like... Oscar and Io Shirai and then we've got Hikaru Shida over on AEW mm-hmm. and we've got I mean Bailey's got two so I mean that helps yeah she's Bailey ba- Pamela dose straps deserves her dose straps I saw that trending and it made me so happy and of course our beloved hashtag Pamela rights only <laughs> also, we haven't Sasha. even talked about CrossFit. We'll get into that another week. Wowzers. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah and then sure. your wife has a belt again, and your wife always looks so good with a belt. Makes me yeah. happy. Well, and, and here here is me displaying growth. It was really funny for me to talk about people being my wives uh, like a couple of years ago. It's significantly less funny now. Uh, so I'm coming at now on Tights and Fights and saying... I'm sorry. I uh, no one is my wife. Did it. Sorry. Well done. I, I well done. But that said, you're happy that Sasha Banks has a belt. She'd have one because you enjoy her work in the ring. She is one of the best uh, wrestlers working mm-hmm. uh, as far as being able to tell a story um, in ring work, out of ring work, whatever. Again, I, I've spoken about like she's got to work on some acting stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm always happy for her to have a belt. I always think that she should be doing more work. It's one of those things where it's like when you see someone, this is where I get black as shit. When you see someone who has all of the tools for success in wrestling, you get something really good. And it is often, I love Naomi. I think Naomi is amazing. I have loved the opportunities that they have given to her because she has deserved them and she has earned them. It is real, real dumb that Sasha has not been given the Charlotte treatment. I'm sorry. She deserves it. Aside from being amazing in the ring, she's very good at storytelling uh, in wrestling, which I think is much harder. She was one half of the first women's match of the year. I'm hoping that when she does The Mandalorian, that they start to make that reverberate into opportunities. I'm not saying she's going to have the greatest match ever because that is only shared or that's only for Adam Copeland. Um, but <laughs> I do, you know, it, it's it is one of those things where I'm like, man, if Snoop Dogg's fucking cousin can't get it. Mm-hmm. 
Who can fucking no. get it, man? It should not take the baby Yoda rub for Sasha to get what she deserves, you know? Like, yeah, if you've yeah. got to get baby Yoda to give you a rub, I mean, I would like a rub from baby Yoda. Who wouldn't? But, yeah. like, it shouldn't take that. Yeah, let's that. not pretend. Let's not <laughs> bring baby Yoda into this for goodness noted, sakes. Noted fan of Nuggies, you know? Yeah. But, like, Love it them. shouldn't take that. It shouldn't take something like that big to give Sasha the credit she deserves, which I like, I, I agree with you. I think it will. I think that will have an impact because they'll want to make the most of that. But that's because fucking crazy. One of the most culturally significant things that has happened in Nerdum, uh, as far as the reaction to that show, um, in the last couple of years, and yeah, man, she says words weird. <laughs> she does. People do. I say a lot of words weird. Uh, but a lot of people who have been given the push were given it when they were also saying words weird and no one said fucking boo about it. And so, yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I know I've been rambling, but this is one of those things where I get really uh, genuinely, anytime a woman now is labeled as difficult, I'm always like, well, what does that mean? Because when all of these cases come up of people being sexually harassy or not wanting to promote women because it's not part of their boys club or all that stuff. One of the main things we hear about is that the people who wind up stepping up and there are always many people who never step up because it's fucking hard, man. And you risk your whole career. But one thing that we hear from a lot of people that step up is like, yeah, they labeled me difficult. And then my career was over. <sighs> ranty, ranty, rant, 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 Radford. But uh, it's a, it's a yeah. real thing. Run away, rant, Radford, because I mean, I am only a white woman and I hear the difficult thing daily uh, from coworkers, from other authors, from my various industries. I cannot English, even begin. known for being polite, <laughs> polite and genial. But it's, it is all the time. As a woman, you hear it all the time. And I can yeah. only imagine the added layer. I cannot even begin to put myself in your position because it pisses me off. So I'm like, oof. And imagine being Sasha where it's you're in such a public position and you're seeing yourself being built up and you're seeing yourself getting the opportunities and you know that all the girls at home are watching that and looking to you and then you're knocked down. Like the, the way that she never successfully was able to defend a belt because every time she got the belt, they just took it straight back off her again and she did it and she went along with it and she did it and she went along with it. You know, at that point, maybe I would be difficult if that's what you want to call asking a question. Is asking a question being difficult? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that all fucking sucks. That's terrible. And I'm... I don't. I have nothing else to add outside of that. How? But, how? Yeah. This is the time for you to take response. Oh, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> no, don't do it. No, please. Like, well, no. <laughs> I love you too much for you. Well, no, actually, no. Make fun of it because if you can do it as Pinkman, we'll allow it. Ooh. I did it, bitch. Um, how's that? <laughs> There's my Pinkman. <laughs> We can't get out of this segment without, without, you know, we can't get out of the B seg as we call it in, in the tights and fights biz without the most important recurring segment in the history of our show ever, where Lindsay <laughs> gives us an update on what's Lindsay, happening Lindsay. in the AEW women's division, the most progressive company in wrestling that's going to change the game and finally make it a level playing ground. Lindsay, what happened this week? So the most progressive company in wrestling that's going to change the game back to how the game used to be 25 years ago. Um, we had one women's match mm. with mm. the same four women they show every week. Mm. So that was cool. 
That was fun. I thought it was a super fun match. It was Nyla Rose and Penelope Ford versus Ikaru Shida and Chris Statlander. The thing I would like to note about this match, upsettingly, is not... Well, you know, I do want to note the fabulous performance of the women in the match, but I would more importantly like to note the important commentary of Chris Jericho in this yes. match, where mm. he put over the women's talent mm -hmm. and the women's character... Yep. Counteracted JR's blue chew fueled bullshit mm -hmm. by pointing out their actual character attributes and their women's abilities. Uh, I loved him talking about Chris Statlander and her being an alien. Yeah, her alien powers, sure. Yeah, her alien powers. I just think I don't need JR to tell me again how strong she, how strong her legs are. Like, I don't need to know. I don't need to be, ah, oh, big legs. Rah. I like, stop it. Bad dog. Newspaper on the Educated nose. Thighs. Bad dog. Educated thighs. Educated thighs. thighs. <laughs> and then you've got Chris Jericho has to, when Chris Jericho, a man who decided to use his online platform this week, not to spread awareness about what's happening in the world, but to complain about the customer service at UPS. I mean, <clears throat> not without his issues, but when Chris Jericho is my hero on aw because he's the only person putting over the women's skills attributes and characters and building stories for me jr go away please why is brit not on commentary while she's injured like put brit on commentary please Actually. like brit and jericho i don't care but like take jr off commentary for the women's matches for the love of god Please. Or like put her on because you've built like and it's very obvious you've built your division around her. Like you yes. you have all of these other women um uh who I don't think it's cool to build an entire division around one person. Um especially when it's like you have two hours for a show, dude. You could have like three or four women stars. Yep. Um but if that's what you did, uh, can we have her do commentary? And, and yeah. you know what? I don't even need commentary for women's matches. Just have her come out and do some M like fucking MJF shit. Like have yep. her come out on commentary and talk about whatever. I mean, they've got um, her there. She's, she's doing her bits, it. but it's it's important to me. And we talked about this, that they keep her visible and they keep her present while she's injured because she is so mm -hmm. good and she is vital to them. And they used to be better at doing that. And I get it. Like, I, I do actually agree that if you're injured, you should probably get some time. Yeah. And you can only do so do much. They can't show that same montage every week and expect to get the same like pop out of it. But now is the time to be building the rest of your women and don't be like oh but there was a match on dark dark is on youtube and this is i know hal has talked about this a million times i shouldn't have oh, to have go I? and look you might have <laughs> it was this or something about a sandwich i can't remember which <laughs> oh i mentioned the sandwich because it's you really mentioned good something about a sandwich that later sure. because i feel like you had some sandwich yeah i don't know i want to know more about the sandwich but I, I shouldn't have to go to your youtube show to find more of your women like i if i only watch AEW regular show i can probably only name nyla rose penelope ford ikarushita and chris statlander like yeah you yeah. threw swole in last week but it was like swole's in this week and then that was it you know i'm like where are your story where are my storylines i sound like a broken record yeah. uh, you have great people i want to see them i want more than one women's story i want one women's storyline like let uh, alone <laughs> i get a match but i don't get a storyline if you got any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. Hey, everyone. It's I, John. 
Hodgman of the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. And I, Elliot Kalin of the Flophouse Podcast. And we've made a whole new podcast, a 12-episode special miniseries called iPodius, in which we recap, discuss, and explore the very famous 1976 BBC miniseries about ancient Rome called I, Claudius. We've got incredible guests such as Gillian Jacobs, Paul F. Tompkins, as well as star of I, Claudius, Sir Patrick Stewart, and his son, non-Sir Daniel Stewart. Don't worry, Daniel, get there someday. I, Claudius is the name of the show. Every week from MaximumFun.org for only 12 weeks. Get them at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Times and Bites Podcast. Times and Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Bites. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by... Daniel Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. <laughs> Danielle, what would you like to put over? Uh, we uh, got a trailer today for the best movie that's ever happened in the history of movies. Uh, uh, it stars Adam Copeland uh, uh, and Kelsey goddamn Grammer. Uh, and also that guy that was Punisher once and used to be in every good movie who I, I think... Thomas Jane. Ten, I think 10 years ago Thomas Jane would have been the lead of this movie. Um, I saw this trailer and it made me really happy because it looks fucking terrible uh so uh here is uh some of the audio we can't play all of it because a lot of it is honestly uh just the sounds of hitting and glass cracking it's a legend in the underworld to those who know it's the money plane a bulletproof casino in the sky untouchable by any government agency whatever you want to wager on the money plane has you covered millions in cash. I want you and your crew to take down the house. That's insane. So that is Money Plane. Uh, it, it's a so plane excited. money. It's I'm Edge in. versus Frasier. Like, is this 1999? Am I the happiest I've ever been? I don't know. Yeah. Scramble them <sighs> eggs, Adam. Scramble them eggs. <laughs> Lindsay? Uh, I wanted to put over um, NXT matches this week because I loved them, but it was uh, specifically, I know we talked about it, so I'm not going to go into depth, but the Mia Yim Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano and Candice because mm-hmm. there were so many moments that felt so important to me. The fact that the women actually got to come out to their own music and not their partner's music, which sounds like a little thing, but that used to always happen. Nikki never got to come out to her music. She came out to Cena's music when they, you know, it's like that's a big thing that they got to come out to their own music. That made me happy. Um, And then I just really, really wanted to give Candice massive props for her weekend at Bernie's ending where she worked (laughs) like a goddess to pull off that when Johnny was just holding her and lifting her arm. That was magnificent. And I I loved it. I loved that match. Um, And then I really did just want to give a moment to Rhea Ripley for her dealing Mm -hmm. uh, with the Robert Stone brand, which I hated the Robert Stone brand. But now he's (laughs) drunk, crazy, mad Robert Stone brand. I'm suddenly Mm -hmm. super into it. And it turns out I'm just really fickle uh, because I I, I love him now. I love him now that he's desperate and trying to find a new client. And I deeply loved (laughs) Rhea punching him in the nuts and just putting him in a bin. He kind of looked like he enjoyed it and I don't blame him. But I loved that moment. I thought that was a uh, an example of a vignette that worked perfectly for both characters. Robert. The chances of me 
Yeah. Joining the Robert Stone brand, yeah. mm -hmm. a one in a million. So you're saying there's a chance. She's saying there's a chance, Mackenzie. <laughs> Come with me. Hey, where are you going? Hey, all, the, the Robert Stone brand rolls with just a handshake. All we gotta do is shake hands and this thing is a done deal. That's- <laughs> Nice. Uh, I'm going to put over Casey Cananzaro's TikTok account because it's her and Caden Carter, who who are best friends and live together, hanging out and doing dumb stuff. And uh, I just enjoy it. We love friendship here. That's what we do. We love friendship. Friendship. Well, that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. Hey, if you want to hear the three of us together with a fourth person being Mark Gagliardi, my co-host from We Got This, next Friday, June, this coming Friday at this point, June 19th, at 5 p.m. Pacific time, we are doing a two-hour live stream, Mark and I, of We Got This, all of the proceeds going to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Lindsay and Danielle will be there, along with my Good Morning Night Vale hosts, Symphony and Symphony Sanders and Meg Bashwinner. We've got Paul F. Tompkins, Janet Varney, Travis McElroy, and Laser Melina Weber as well. Will there be more people there? Who knows? We, we don't know yet, but you can buy tickets right now. Very reasonably priced. Bit.ly forward slash stream WGT. You can also find that on my Twitter account. I've been tweeting it out there. But if you get a ticket and you can't make that time, you will still get to watch the show. You get access for 48 hours after. So Ooh. you can raise money for a good cause. The show will be available for 48 hours afterwards. And uh, all of Tights and Fights will be there settling clean slate topics. Uh, on the other <laughs> podcast so please 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 check that out you can again just follow me on twitter or instagram it's all there uh get your tickets and and enjoy yay danielle really quickly so uh since this comes out on saturday uh this thursday is the premiere uh, june 13th of the great debate where i was a content producer which uh, means i also did a lot of writing of scripts I was also a, uh, uh, I played a character on the show where I play uh, DB8, the robot sidekick, which I did some writing for. And then I also am the voice of put me through a filter and I have a robot emoji face and it's very dope and exciting. And it's my first time being on TV. So please watch it. Nice. Yay. Um, I would like to put over both of those things and I would like to put over everyone that's still out there doing the work because I think mm. it's people are getting tired and people are getting stressed and it's a marathon not a sprint people so thank you but look after yourselves um i would like to put over everyone who is just letting the black lives matter youtube channel play on their computers or their phones or whatever and letting the ads play because that's a really easy way you can donate money even if you don't have money to donate uh that's really easy to google and find out how to do that and i would like to remind everyone there's still a pandemic which is why we're doing this from home so if you have been out doing the important work please go get tested because we love you and we want you to be well and we want the people you love to be well so if you've been out doing amazing work uh, if you've been out doing what you gotta do please go get tested take care of yourself and your loved ones wear a face mask there's more and more and more evidence that says it is the most important thing all right. Awesome. Happy Great. Loving Day from our producer, who is Julian Burrell, senior producer at Maximum Fun, is Laura Swisher. Oh, it's Loving Day. 
Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fund members who make this show possible. Buy our t-shirt. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.